Welcome to Coopercast, the Championship Wrestling Album, Episode Part 1. This is your host, Al's Half Nelson, John Sachs. Al talks about how the album started out as a partnership with Jeff Baxter, about Al singing a lot less, the expectation of another Super Session album, about producer Bill Simzik, a complaint from Nilly the Dog, and about Valerie Carter, who sings two songs on the album. Championship Wrestling. By the way, why, why that name? Any idea why that name? Yeah, because um, it had all different people on it. All different um, um, singers and players, and it didn't necessarily feature me. Yeah, but why is that implied if championship wrestling? Because they were famous people, and we were going to joust. Wrestle, okay. Had a good, now, had a good cover. Yeah, it's uh, the cover's got Al Cooper wearing a uh, a championship wrestling uh, purple... We call it a robe. Purple robe, right. Is your book around? Because in the book, you mentioned that people were always after you to do... A sort of follow-up to supersession, and that's kind of what I guess the label thought that this was going to be with you and Jeff Baxter. The label didn't have anything to say about it. I just decided I wanted to do that. Okay. And at the time, uh, uh, Jeff Baxter and I were best friends. Yes. We, we spent a lot of time together. So Jeff Baxter had played guitar with Steely Dan, which is pretty high credentials, and also with the Doobie Brothers. He was a very good guitar player, and we became really good friends. Spent a lot of time together. Now, the cover of the album lists um, lots of people who are on it, and we'll get into that in a minute, but then at the very top of that list it says featuring Jeff Baxter. Yeah, because he, he played on everything. But was the original concept more that it was going to be a 50-50 Al Cooper and Jeff Baxter? Yeah. Then that changed for some reason I can't recall. Yeah, I think in the book you mentioned that he kind of wanted to just not be 50-50. He just wanted to play on it and not be that involved. I think it was more... Um, Businessmen. Oh, the influence of the uh, briefcase dudes. So uh, you had this idea to do an album where you wouldn't do all of the singing and bring in other people. Is that kind of accurate? Well, it was it was an offshoot of supersession, except I said, well, let's make it so that. I don't have to sing all the songs, too. Right. I knew a lot of people that were good singers. Right. So let's bring them in. And you said somewhere, you I, I'm quoting from the website, I was sick of reading reviews of my albums where they liked most of it, but always took a pot shot at my vocals. So you brought in these strong singers. However... As opposed to the weak one that's usually there. As we'll get into, 
bringing in these strong singers did not put this album over the top. No, no, this was not a successful record. And yet, I just listened to it track for track. It's Musically, it's actually quite strong. Oh, well. Oh, well. I suppose we're back to the thing of the record company. Uh, also, I had um, a very big producer producing it. Right. Um, He's on the cover. Right, Bill Simzik. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Because it's not pronounceable. S Z Y M C Z Y K. It's not a pronounceable name, but it's wonderful. Uh, and so this is a the only solo album of yours where you're not the producer. Is that right? So it says mm. on the website. Or no, was it John Simon the, would produce he, he produced a couple, I think. Okay. No, actually, right. he produced um, uh, Childish Father to the Man. Right, which is not a solo album. And Act Like Nothing's Wrong. Which is a solo album, okay. The first song on side A is called I Wish You Would. Now, this is written by B.B. Arnold. And the lead guitar is Jeff, but you sang the lead on this one. Jeff, This, is, this is like a, a blues classic. Yeah. And... The, B.B. Uh, Arnold is uh, what's up, Nellie? Billy Boy Arnold. Right. She's in her cage. Oh. The door is open, but she barked anyway. Okay. He plays pretty hot guitar. Jeff does on this one. That's why he was there. Yeah. The second song on side A is called Two Sides to Every Situation." This was now the credit to the writing is E. A. Poe. Is that referring to Edgar Allan Poe? I have no idea. She brought the song in. Okay. This song was sung by Valerie Carter. And I was a big Valerie Carter fan. And I looked her up, and uh, she did some nice solo work, but she was also very big as a backup singer to a lot of big names. Yeah, but she was a great singer. Yeah, she's a great singer. So we were friends. I think we shared the same birthday. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And um, she's around the scene a lot. This L.A.? Yeah. Not that, not that she wasn't cute or anything, mm -hmm. but she she hung with the guys. Hmm. She was like that. And um, I, I spent a lot of time with her. And she was managed by the people that managed Prince as well. well. That's big time. So I got good tickets. Yeah. Uh, well, so for those of you who say Al Cooper songs would be better if there was a better singer, here, go listen to uh, this album in particular, Two Sides, sung by Valerie Carter, and see what you think. <laughs> This has been CooperCast, the Championship Wrestling Album Episode Part 1, brought to you by Being Around the L.A. Scene. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere. Visit www.alcooper.com for lots more Al stuff and to submit your own questions for Al.